Welcome to episode 31 of The Lovecraft Tapes, an actual play Call of Cthulhu 7th edition RPG podcast using Roll20.net. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore. Your investigators of the unknown are Brian as Samantha Blaine. It's the high life that I like. Matt as Dan Williams. Uh, you know, it really hurts sitting here when, when I know that there's a book out there that needs to be blown up. And Gabe as Roy Arroyo. I'm supposed to be working, but this new rapper, Big Daddy Kane, has been taking up a lot of my time. I can relate. I can too. So how is everybody doing tonight? What are we eating and drinking? Water. I am drinking Mocha IPA from Stone. Still? She get out of the house. There's a little bit left. Water. Matt's been drinking drugs. Yeah. Drinking, always drinking drugs, kid. I, I had one drugs. <laughs> Lovely. Well, I'm drinking some uh, sparkling water with uh, cherry juice in it. Ooh. We're very refreshing, Anna. Beautiful summer day. Refishing. All right. Uh, well, we do need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Did you know 9 out of 10 prisoners agree that incarceration is no laughing matter? It's true. Being locked up behind bars can seriously cramp your humor and your style, particularly when you're hankering for a taste of the outside world. That's where Contraband Incorporated comes in. We provide your no-good-nick loved one with the tools they need on the inside. Forget the old hoary cliché of a file and a cake. Instead, try shiv and a Salisbury steak. Variety is the spice of consecutive life terms, so save room for porn and a pot roast. How about some crack and a rack? Of ribs, that is. Reach out and touch someone with phone and a calzone. Vegan? No problem. Munch down on money and a muffin. We guarantee all food is edible and delicious, except for what's hidden inside. If for any reason you're not completely satisfied with your contraband meal, simply return it postage paid and we'll deposit it back into production. Seal it in a brand new carton and ship it to another rehabilitation center. If for any reason you receive the same contraband meal, well, that's on us. Scream to the heavens and hope they hear you because our operators are never standing by. Contraband. You serve the time and we'll serve it with a slice of lime. And we're back. God, that took forever. You said quick. I mean, I feel like I've aged six months. Just like the cheese. The voiceover was awful. Like a fine, fine aged cheese. Anyway, thanks for coming, guys. We'll see you later. Yep, see you, see you next time. Great episode. All right, well, let's uh, catch up with the current scenario. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. Dan and Samantha finish their inquiries with Officer Quinlan and Barfellow at the police station, confirming the connection between the eerily similar experiences of George Portman and Emily Shoemaker. As they depart, Dan spots a shadowy figure standing in an alleyway. They give chase, where Samantha tracks footprints left by shoes commonly worn by her father through impossible winding passages to a place where she finds a tourism flyer for the contented cow in Deerfield, New Hampshire. Roy finishes his interview with George Portman, who relays the tale of his great-uncle's diary and urges Roy to destroy the book by whatever means necessary. The troubled agent leaves to accompany Bugsy, screen door shopping. Meanwhile, Samantha rejoins Dan, explaining she believes that the figure they followed was her father. Dan shrugs off the possibility, instead convincing her that the book needs to be destroyed. They devise a plan to rid the world of the evil diary once and for all, heading home to prepare. 
Bugsy offers to sneak out a stick of dynamite to assist with the book's destruction, planning to meet Roy at the back of the station later that night. When they get to the station, Barfellow informs them about Ryan Davies killing himself and his children. Samantha leaves to investigate odd noises coming from the study, and when Dan goes looking for her, she's disappeared into thin air. And now we continue episode 31. These are the days of our lives. It is Monday, early evening. Dan, you glance quizzically around the empty study. Sam, you call out? There is no answer except for the faint ticking sound coming from inside the safe. Oh my god, it's coming from inside the safe. Get out of the house! Run away! I'm going to very slowly edge just a little bit closer to the safe and kind of lean in to see if I can't figure out what the noise is. You enter the study and approach the safe. Indeed, you do hear there is a faint ticking sound. It sounds like... Boom! (laughs) I wondered where I left my time bomb at. (laughs) Gosh, do I really want to open that safe right now? I'm kind of debating because on one hand, I do. But on the other hand, mysterious ticking noise and, you know, possessed book. Well, what could go wrong? I mean, it's safe, right? It says safe, so it's safe. Oh, you have a point. It says safe right in the words, so I should have no problems whatsoever. No, no problems. Right. We run on cartoon logic here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take one last quick look around the room to make sure Sam's not, like, trying to hide somewhere just to make sure, you know, she's not trying to just mess with me or something. Because this all very much feels like Ashton Kutcher is going to jump out and tell me that I've been punked. That's relevant. I know, right? Only about 11 years. <laughs> you peek around the study, and it is very well lit at this point since the light is on. Yeah, definitely. You think you detect her perfume in the air, but it's very, very faint. And oh, for smell. Clearly, she's nowhere in the study. I'm going to head out of the study and backtrack towards the kitchen because I think that she might have maybe just slipped around me somehow. As you exit the study and look around, there's clearly no one around. As you step out back towards the kitchen, the scent of her perfume dissipates. I'm going to pull up my phone and try and call her. It rings and rings and goes to voicemail. Uh, hey, Sam, it's me. You uh, didn't like go out somewhere and just forget to tell me. Uh, kind of a little worried right now. Especially with us being so close to, to destroying that damn book. Maybe I'm overthinking this. Look, if you get this message, just call me, please. I'm going to hang up. Okay. And then I'm going to publicly note that I'm about to do something very stupid by saying it out loud to absolutely no one in the house. And I'm going to walk back into the study and I'm going to input the two, three, four, five combination and open up the safe. You enter the study and, and clearly the scent of your fiancé grows stronger. You... Go behind the desk and crouch down and punch the number on the safe. And you hear the pop hiss of the safe lock disengaging. And the ticking sound is slightly louder. And the safe is actually a freezer and she's chopped up to death in it. Oh my god. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Turns out the safe is actually the freezer of an ice cream truck. But Samantha's my brother. <laughs> and from inside the house. Oh. Oh, so many references. I'm going to kind of stand behind and op- reach out and open the safe so that I'm not directly in front of it when the door opens, just, just just to be safe. Safe. I say that word a lot. So you're going to lean back and reach out and pull the safe open? Yeah, so when it opens, I'm not standing directly in front of it. 
So you very carefully open it up, and as the light shines into the darkened interior of the safe, you can hear the ticking sound growing louder and louder, and the first thing you see is a little figurine of Steamboat Willie, and he has the captain's wheel between his hands, and as he moves his hands back and forth, you hear the clicking sound, and he's smiling at you. That is not what I put in that safe last. And the book is missing. Fuck. In its place is a piece of paper with some faint words scrawled upon it beneath the figurine. I'm going to pull the figurine out, set it up on the desk, and then reach in, pull the note out, and try and read it. The piece of paper says, hello, little girl. Hello, little girl? Okay, look, I know I haven't been working out, but that's just insulting. As soon as you say those words... The lights in the study flick off and then back on quickly. Nosferatu. You hear Sam's voice behind you. Dan! I want to spin around and see if she's actually behind me. She is. She's standing right behind you uh, with the door open about halfway. And she's calling back over her shoulder towards the kitchen. I'm going to slowly stand up from behind the desk and be like, I'm, I'm right here, honey. Right here. And Samantha, you clearly were not expecting that because you just left him in the kitchen. What the hell? I slammed the door. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, oh, oh boy. Um, Dan, as Samantha slams the door, you realize that the Steamboat Willie figurine is now missing from the f- desk and there is no paper in your hand. Uh, I'm going to check the safe to see if the book is still there. The safe is closed. I'm going to... Open the door and see if I can't find Sam outside or if she's gone again. Roy. Sup? You stand outside the interrogation room at the police station. Caitlin Davies is waiting inside. You can hear her openly weeping. Oh, God. Oh, this is the hardest part. The weeping. Openly. If she was closedly weeping, it'd be a lot easier. Way more creepy. All right, I'll go in and greet her. All right, you walk in and she is at... A chair on the opposite side of the table with her head in her hands. You can see that tears are just falling openly on the, or closedly onto the table. And she looks up, her eyes are all bleary and red, bloodshot. And she just takes you in and, and then sinks her head back down again. Hey you, how's the husband? She cries harder. So why don't you tell me what happened, dear? What do you want to know, Agent? Was there any kind of lead up to this? It's my fault. I I should have said something sooner. I, I knew this was going to happen. It's not your fault. It's my life's fault. Well, it is. It is the book, but I only wish I had said something. I didn't tell Sam. What could we have done? Well, we could have gotten the children away because I... I knew that he wanted the kids before the night of his rest. I I caught him touching the children. Ah, oh, that's awful. It's my fault they're dead. It isn't your fault. Oh, my babies. My ba- you, do you still have the book? The book. 
It is in a secure location. You know, you you must destroy it. It's evil beyond measure. You must you must destroy it. That's the plan, lady. I just wish we would have done it before. I I also do, but we had no way of knowing. All we can ensure is that this won't happen to anyone else. My fault. My fault. Nah, it ain't, though. Oh, well, thanks. Thanks. Okay. See ya. Have a good day. Phew. <laughs> and she just essentially crumbles into a further mess. A maelstrom of tears and epithets. I'll put my arm around her for a few minutes. She barely even acknowledges you, and after another minute, the station psychologist comes in and gives you the nod to leave, and she sits down with uh, with Caitlin and starts talking softly into her ear. Then I'll leave. Hey, pretty lady, let me whisper in your ear. I'm free tonight if you're free tonight. <laughs> I'll flip out at the psychiatrist and be like, you can't tell me when to leave! So you head back outside, and you can still hear the, the quiet crying echo down the hallway pretty spooky and uh as you come back out you can see that uh officer quinlan is sort of wiping her eyes but trying to keep on a brave face as she continues to man the uh front desk and she notices you and gives you a silent nod thank you thanks it's all in the day's work and now you're free to do whatever it is you'd like to do all right i'll address bugsy i'll meet him back behind the place Okay, uh, it is currently early evening, and so you got a little bit of time before his break, uh, maybe about an hour, if there's anything else you'd like to do. He needs a little time to get the uh, dynamite. I can't let this take up forever, but I'll go home and just explain the situation. As you stand upon your doorstep and prepare to enter your house, you can hear your children happily playing inside and your wife sort of calling out and berating the kids but doing it in a good-natured way and you step inside dan you uh exit the study and see your fiance hurriedly rushing back to the kitchen yelling your name i'm going to hurriedly rush after her (gasps) i pull out my 357 hey whoa 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 what the hell how did you get in the study okay so Mm, this is going to sound crazy. Yeah, it is going to sound crazy. Okay, so get this. I was at my computer, and you went into the study. I literally just did that. I opened the door, checked in there. I heard the creepiest voice say, hello, little girl. And then you were at the fucking desk. It's just role-playing. Calm down. I left you in the kitchen three minutes ago. There was uh, like a weird uh, a noise coming from the study, so I figured... I had burritos, okay? <laughs> Jeez. So I figure out what it was. So I, I poked my head and didn't see you. Figured, you know, you were maybe behind the door where I couldn't see you. So I went in. Didn't you smell my perfume? Wait a minute. Um. So I I went in and you weren't there. Like you were just, you were just gone. I, I searched the room. I went back to the kitchen and you weren't there. So I went back to the study. And that's when I realized that there was a, a, a ticking noise coming from the safe where the book is. I don't understand. It's only been three minutes since I left the kitchen. Not for me, it hasn't. I opened the safe, and inside was a a little figurine, and underneath it was a note. So I pulled the figurine out, set it on the desk, and pulled up the little piece of paper and read it out loud, and that's probably who you heard saying hello, little girl, because that's what was written on that piece of paper. It didn't even sound like your voice, Dan. This is very, very scary. 
I have not lost any time. I have, this has been literally less than three minutes since I left you at your computer, walked to the study, opened the door, heard that, saw you stand up from behind the desk, and it freaked me out. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just want to get rid of this damn book. We got to do something. This is, this is creeping me out. Well, I did get that express shipping on my uh, order from Amazon, so... When does it get here? Tomorrow. We'll have it tomorrow morning. Maybe we should stay somewhere else tonight. If you want to go to a hotel or something, you know what? I might just have to agree with you after that. Okay. Maybe a hot tub suite? Well. Maybe. Just maybe? Just maybe we'll spring for the hot tub suite. Okay. Well, you want to call Roy and see what, see if he's okay? Make sure nothing strange has happened to him? I can buzz him if you want. He's the one that touched the book. Not us. You know, you have a point there. I guess I'll call him up. So I'm going to pull my phone out, uh, dial Roy, and I'm going to put him on speaker. I don't think he'll fit on the speakerphone. What's up, Dan? Um, hey, Roy, it's me and Sam. Uh, has anything really strange been happening with you? I mean, like, stranger than usual strange for us? Because I just lost a whole chunk of time over here at the house with Sam, and it's kind of freaking both of us out. You know, it's pretty weird. I had to deal with, like, this crying lady. And, like, I usually, they, 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 like, know better than to put me with that. Like, I mean, her husband, like, touched and murdered her kids and then himself. And they're like, oh, you know who's the perfect guy to, like, console her? It's Roy. Wait, you're telling me that Caitlin found Ryan doing things to their kids? I didn't say it was Caitlin, so that's just a weird assumption. But, yeah, it happened to be. Come on, we all know what happened to her kids. And you're at the police station talking to a crime. Oh, it was actually Sam, so shut up. Oh. Now you know. With her other family. I knew you went somewhere, woman. Stop lying. Uh, Sam, you hear that? Hear what? Apparently, Caitlin said to Roy that- Who's Caitlin? (laughs) Stop it. Who are you? How'd you get in my house? (laughs) It's 1987. Who are you? Uh, Apparently, Caitlin found Ryan doing- trying to be funny. Sorry. With her kids right before he abducted them and then killed them. Now let me lay out in graphic detail what happened. This is a kid's show, Gabe. Oi, <laughs> 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 Bozzle! <laughs> hey, kids, you want to see an all-day Barney sucker? <laughs> so what's been new with you? We need to do something as soon as possible, Roy. Dan ordered some stuff from Amazon. It's It'll be here tomorrow. But we're not going to stay in the house with this I tonight. got it covered. Me and Bugsy got some got some dynamites. How the well, hell? We're going to leave the house unlocked for you, and you know the combination to the safe, so if you guys can take care of it, that's great. Actually, honey, I might have to be here for this one. I'm the only one with 21 points in demolitions. Oh, so to light and drop takes 21. <laughs> you can take like a girl's night if you want. Actually, I'm probably going to fail that roll, so I might light it and then drop it at my feet. (laughs) Yeah, but you can roll it as many times as it takes for the lighter to light. As much gas is in the lighter, that's how many times you can roll it. (laughs) I failed. The lighter doesn't light. Click. The lighter doesn't light. Click. Up there it goes. Well, let me clarify a little bit. A stick of dynamite is pretty simple. If you were attempting to create a bomb out of something, that would be what demolitions would be. Or blow up something specific without hurting anything else. That's more okay i don't need my legs anymore i'm pretty done with them (laughs) 
Look, I've already been blown up by dynamite several times. Oh, you asked how we got it? Yeah, I was just about to... I think you know that me and Bugsy can get most anything. You know what? I'm not going to push that any farther. I really... I'm just going to I'm just gonna leave that be. You ever see a dead body? Yes, I've seen several. Thank you very much. You ever seen three dead bodies at once? I've seen more than three dead bodies, Roy. Stacked like cordwood? What if two of them were kids? And scene. You know what, Roy? You win this time. Good job. Congratulations. Yeah, that's right. So, I'm leaving the house. I don't care what you boys do, but I'm not going to stay another night in here until that book is gone. Boys night. Woo! I will call up the strippers. Get Bugsy, get Petunia. We all party. Get some wings. Like Paul McCartney? You guys do whatever you want. I'm leaving. We know. That's why we're having a boys night. I'm going to go grab my laptop my purse, give Dan a kiss on the cheek, and say... Call me as soon as it's done. I'll be staying at the hotel. <laughs> a girl likes you, Dan. That's gross. Ew, cooties. Okay, I will. Uh, I'll. I'll be sure to me to let you know when this is all over. Okay, honey. Okay. Be be careful, please. The dynamite doesn't work. I have a backup plan. Another stick of dynamite. No, something something much less explosive, but much. Well, equally as destructive, I guess. So promise me you're going to meet me at the hotel tonight. I will meet you at the hotel tonight. Call first, just so I can clear the room. Well, I'm going to be here at the house finding a site for our little boom-boom party. Gross. Let me know when you get here, Roy. I'm probably going to be out back. Dan, trust me. I know a guy that can get us a nuke if this doesn't work. We're going to need a small thermonuclear warhead. He only sells full sizes, so we have to deal with what we deal with. Okay, I guess we'll have to deal with the full-size thermonuclear warhead. How many megatons are we talking? Like, 11, at least. Okay, okay. So we're like, what, World War II? Oh, that's that's doable. Uh, so it sounds like you guys have a plan. And Samantha, why don't you tell me what you're doing? I am going to get in my car. And drive to the hotel and uh, go down to the bar area and wait for Dan's call. Roy, you finish up at your house and kiss your wife on the mouth. Ew. Gross. And she looks into your eyes and she's like, what's bugging you, babe? You know what's bugging me, dear? The fact that dinner's not ready. Oh, sorry. Well, we already ate and you came home a little bit late, so. It's only 10 p.m. What the... What's the deal? You know we eat at 5.15 p.m. on the dot. What, you go for the early bird special at Denny's too? My egg's over my hammy. And I was going to open myself up to you. And we were going to have the marriage that we always wanted, but nope. Well, I, I recognize that look in your eyes. Something's going on tonight, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Can you promise me you'll be careful? No. Uh, like a bit, but like Bugsy's coming. Oh, that's even worse. It's going to be some wings and it's going to be a party. You get it. All right. Well, just take it easy. Don't forget that you have 11 kids depending on you. I need some words. I, I need some Rick, some words with Ricky. He's the mute. All right, Ricky. I know you can't hear me, so read my lips. He, he gives you sign language. Stop trying to cast spells on me, man. Raymond's busy doing, doing good work, so you got to be the man of the house when I probably die. Like, whenever. We know it's going to happen. He gives you a thumbs up and turns to leave. Okay. Have a good one. How are you walking all of a sudden? <laughs> when did that happen? He, he looks at you annoyed over his shoulder and just keeps walking. My God. These kids, they grow up so fast. Last thing I remember of him, he was like six years old or something. I don't know. That was 12 years ago. Yep, you're right. I'm right. I know. Time flies and so does memory. All right, Rab. 
you're up for this talk. What's up? Okay, Rab, you're the youngest. And unfortunately, you're probably the last. Which I mean... The last of what? The kids. Ugh, oh, scared the piss out of me. It's been 12 years. I don't expect to have any more. I was hoping, but, you know, she's your mother's a cold woman. I heard that. Dad? Yes? What's it like to be with a girl? It's kind of gross. Should I, should I not do it then? I mean, like, it's fine, but, like, she tells you what to do and stuff, and it's pretty rough. Okay, I like that, though. They're better cooks than you and I will ever be. I think they're people just like us. Uh, you're not a royal, are you? Nope. Mom told you? About <laughs> <Bad> time. <laughs> I was wondering why you were Mexican. See? All right. Well, thanks, Dad. All right. Yep. <laughs> what a talk. I just told him his age, and we moved on. Piss off. So let's go ahead and leave that there, and Roy, you'll travel to the police station where Bugsy meets you out back. You can see him out there smoking a cigarette, and he has a, a little bundle uh, in one hand. He's very careful to smoke with the other hand. Dude. Hey, what's up there, Roy? Bugsy, you're smoking a little close to that dynamite, aren't you? And you're not offering me any? We're good, We're good, man. Uh, I'm, I'm on break here, so uh, here's your package. Good luck with it. Um, you're not coming? No, man, I gotta work tonight. You knew that. I, um, I assumed that you were going to join the boys' night. You know how many screen doors we're going to go through tonight? Dude, you know what? With this, this whole uh, Davies thing and the murders and whatnot? Yeah, there's no we way. We know who did it. You can dip. I wish you luck. I wish you luck, man. Let me know how it goes, okay? Text me afterwards. If we end up needing a nuke, I'll let you know. All right. Yeah, I could probably get you a nuke or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we'll you know, we'll, we'll talk to our old buddy, our Kondrovian. He's a good guy. He's good. He's a, what was he, a Russian guy? Yeah, he gets us our nukes when we need them. He's got, he's got channels, man. You know, you need a couple megatons, I'll, I'll put in a word ahead of time. Screen doors for life, man. I saw the end of Return to the Living Dead. Spoilers! Are Russian guys involved? Yeah, well, they're, they're not b- busy hacking the election anymore, so they'll be free up to get some nukes. All right, so now that I have the dynamite... And I've given my tearful goodbye to Bugsy. And I also got this cool lighter that I'm going to be playing with the whole way home. I'll head over to meet Dan. Dan, tell me about what you've chosen to be the site of Explosivo. Meanwhile, at Blaine Manor. Unless you spent time on the property, you wouldn't realize just how far back the land goes that they own. It's a suburb. (laughs) Yeah, they own an entire suburb. There's this really annoying guy over on the corner. His name is Jenkins. I'm going to use his house. And it's actually not also well known, but they moved the house more than once uh, as they acquired land. So back about an acre from the house where the original house was is an old dried up well that they used to use to pull all their water from that still has the, uh, the bucket and the rope. So what I'm planning on doing is putting the book in the bucket, sticking the dynamite in the book, lighting the dynamite, and then just dropping the bucket down to the bottom of the well and running like crazy. Because safety second, superpowers first. I'll take a leisurely stroll away. Running's a young man's game. Right, rule number one, we do not look at the explosion because cool guys don't look at explosions. I got 11 kids. I'm not trying to be the cool guy here. Explosions are cool. Let's go ahead and pick up with uh, Roy pulling into Blaine Manor's driveway. I very carefully... Kind of, I, I got a pair of uh, tongs from the kitchen, and I opened the safe, and I used the tongs to pull the book up and out into a uh, like a plastic grocery shopping bag. And I am now holding the book at arm's length away from me in the plastic bag, walking towards Roy. You could have just asked me to grab it, dude. Palm it. No, we're good. I figured it out. The two of you meet uh, as Roy gets out of the car, and you have the book. 
Hey, Roy, you got the dynamite? Yeah, dude. Look at this dynamite. It's so explosive. You gotta hold it like this. We're heading out behind the house. There's an old well. Book goes in bucket. Dynamite goes in bucket. We light the the dynamite, drop the bucket down to the bottom of the well, and then we run. How can you be sure that little Billy's not in the well right now? Fuck little Billy, okay? That's the book talking, isn't it? (laughs) It might be. (laughs) Jesus. I just want to get this thing done and over with as soon as possible, so... I've had fun with it, man. You gotta learn to take the little things. You're too cynical. This is why people don't like you. And all your dumb Facebook statuses that come out of nowhere. You're the one who has the Facebook problem, buddy. I disagree. I think I find that my 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 updates are compelling and people tend to like them quite a bit cuz they they let the they give some insight into the character of who I am. Okay, tell you what, we can argue about Facebook after we've blown up the evil possessed cursed book, okay? I mean, isn't Facebook really the real evil cursed book? We'll blow up the headquarters of Facebook after we blow up the book that's not Facebook. Damn, Dan, I gotta tell you something. Sam's been flirting on me a lot. How do you flirt on someone? What is that? I don't know, you'd be from Massachusetts. <laughs> it's a Massachusettsian. You wouldn't get it. You're one of them city folk. Massachusettsian. I'd, uh... Come on, come on, Wells behind the house. We uh, let, Let's go. Alright, can we get ice cream when we're done? Yes, when we're done, we will get ice cream. Come on. And I'm going to start walking at a fairly quick pace towards the well behind the house. Well, well, well. I'll follow leisurely, though. So this is a mid-August evening, and it is just getting to be twilight. Not sparkly vampire twilight. Oh, shoo. But still twilight, so... Team Jacob. You can see the stars hanging above, coming through. It's a pretty cloudless sky. It's really kind of nice. It's uh, probably right around uh, 67 degrees. Just a little bit of a wind, but not too bad. And you note that as you stroll across the grounds towards the well, the evening is coming on a little bit darker maybe a little bit more quickly than uh, anticipated. And the crickets that are all around the wooded areas nearby have suddenly shushed, so that by the time you reach the well, everything is dead silent. Dan, don't worry. I know it's dark, but I got this lighter that'll keep us... Not next to the dynamite, Roy. Not next to the dynamite, please. I have to hold them in the same hand. I brought a cheeseburger. God damn it, Roy. Okay, look. We're going to do this here and now. We're going to get rid of the stupid book, and it's all going to just go away. I doubt it's really a stupid book. I mean, it convinced a lot of people to rapes. Right, you're missing the point, okay? I don't know about that. I'm going to um, set the book down next to the well and start cranking to pull the bucket up to the top. <laughs> okay, then. Crank, 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 crank. Is the bucket up yet? <laughs> I'll stand there. The bucket reaches the top. It's obviously very uh, rickety and leaky, but it appears to be still intact. Great. I'm going to pick the book up and put it in the bucket. As you reach down to retrieve the book, Roy, you notice a shimmering shape suddenly materialize out of thin air about 15 feet away. And it appears to be approximately nine feet tall and quickly taking shape. 
Shuffling towards him in the darkness was the gigantic, blasphemous form of a thing not wholly ape and not wholly insect. Its hide hung loosely upon its frame, and its rugos, dead-eyed rudiment of a head swayed drunkenly from side to side. Its forepaws were extended with talons spread wide, and its whole body was taut with murderous malignity despite its utter lack of facial description. This is from H.P. Lovecraft and Hazel Hild, The Horror in the Museum. And this is a dimensional shambler. I know, I killed one in a past life. You get a sense of deja vu, don't you? Didn't bring his dollar bills though. Right, right. Books in books in the bucket. Dynamite now. Let's go. Dan. What? A dynamite. Do you have any kind of weird guard dog thing on your property? Like maybe a T one thousand. A T one thousand. No, I do not have a T one thousand guarding my property. Roy, dynamite, please. And I need your dexterities, please. Sixty. I have a fifty. Dan with a 60, and we have Shambler with a 50, and Roy with a 50, right? Yeah. Okay, so round one, we're going to go ahead with Dan first. Dan, you haven't yet, not yet noticed it, so why don't you go ahead and give me a spot hidden? Uh, I needed a 48, and I rolled a 95. Okay, the Shambler is next. He can't attack this round because he is still materializing. (laughs) So, Roy, what would you like to do? Uh, I'll toss Dan the... Dynamite and draw my gun. Roy, I'm going to need you to make a sanity roll. That's a bad thing, but okay. Oh, yeah. I needed a 60. Got a 33. That's a success. So you don't take any sanity damage, but clearly this is unlike anything you've ever seen before. As you tremblingly toss the salad dynamite to dan and pull your gun out you can see this thing completely take flesh and it is nine feet tall and about five feet across its arms are very long and tipped in blood red nails and we're going to come back around dan you feel a presence even as you catch the dynamite from Roy. You can see that he is clearly shaken up about something, and you see him draw a gun and point it towards whatever is behind you. I'm going to drop the dynamite in the bucket and then spin to see what he's pointing his gun at. You drop the dynamite into the bucket with one hand, and I believe you were just picking up the book with your other hand, but that's not in the bucket yet. Oh, that's right, because I was reaching down. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so I'm going to stick the uh, the book in next to the dynamite. To go ahead and do both of those actions, why don't you go ahead and give me a... How about dex? Dex seems appropriate. I needed a 60, and I rolled a 16. That is a hard success. Nice. You easily get both of them in, and you turn around and look at this towering creature just taking shape over your shoulder. You do get a sense of deja vu, and I will need you to make roll for sanity, please. I needed a 60, and I rolled a 43. That is also a success. Nice. So you clearly see this thing standing way above you and it looks like it can very easily reach you which it's now going to do oh shit with its two claw attacks so uh with his first claw attack he is going to attempt to grab the book damn it sam you just had to leave what is she gonna do cook badly at it well son of a bitch missed with his other claw 
He's going to attempt to sideswap you. All right, I'm going to need you to roll a dodge. I'm going to spend three points of luck to push that down to a 30. You're actually fine. He swipes over your head and basically knocks the top of the well off. And so the bucket and rope is starting to fall down. And we'll go ahead and take Roy. You're up next, buddy. You have your gun drawn. I'm going to realize the issue and attempt to light the dynamite. Despite having his gun drawn on the creature, he's going to attempt to light the dynamite. Roy, I'm going to need you to roll a dex, and I'm going to need you to roll a an additional d10 as a penalty. Die. I failed anyway. So you were unable to light the dynamite, and we're back up to Dan. So after seeing him lunge after the dynamite and miss... I am also going to pull out a Zippo lighter from my back pocket and attempt to hit the dynamite. Go ahead and give me a dex. Um, I don't think you're under any strain at this point, so go ahead and just normal dex would be fine. I needed a 60 and I hit a 20. That's another hard success. All right. The dynamite is lit and the shambler is going to attempt to grab the book again. Well, son of a bitch. So he missed with his first swipe. He's going to try it one more time and he grabbed the book. And Roy. Uh, I'll shoot his hand. Go ahead and give me a roll for that. And uh, I think, how many bullets does he have? Six. You can get three per round is the maximum. Why don't you give me a luck roll real quick? Oh, boy. And if you're lucky, then we'll put you within point blank range. I need 18. I got 39. Okay. So we'll say you're outside of out of the range. So you don't get the bonus die, unfortunately. And your first shot goes wild. You do have to take a penalty die if you fire off any more bullets. But you have the opportunity to shoot off two more bullets if you'd like. I say go for it. Okay. Oh, oh, shit. That's a fumble. All right. So it doesn't matter. A 76 or a 96 are both still too bad. And uh, go ahead and roll one more time if you want. And that's also going to be a fail because a penalty is not going to help you. So you have three uh, three bullets that go astray, and we're back to Dan. And this is the third third round. I'm going to um, see that the shamblers grab the book, go, oh, no, you fucking did not. Uh, reach behind my back, and I'm going to pull out my 45 auto and attempt to hit his hand to get him to drop the book. So, yeah, you can go ahead and pull and fire off one shot. I needed a 40, and I rolled a 32. So that's six points of damage to the shambler. I'm going to have him roll a dex. And he drops the book. But it is his turn. And he's going to pick the book up again, isn't he? He's going to try to pick up the book again. I'm going to pull in in an old 1950s car and hit him. (laughs) Nice. And the only problem about Santa Clara is all these damn demons. All the fucking vampires. I'm going to radio in Bugsy to drop the nuke we talked about. (laughs) 46 points of damage. (laughs) You're missing out on all the fun, Brian. Yeah. I'm a little stressed right now. You should not have gone to that hotel. I'm safe. You could have all the fun. He almost grabs the book off the ground, but just barely misses it. And uh, then he takes a swipe at Dan and misses him as well. So we're back to Roy. I'm floating like a butterfly, stinging like a bee. Stings when you pee? Yeah. I'm going to give a list of sequence, and if I can't do it all, just say what the cutoff is, is I'm going to try and pick the book up and throw it into the well. Well, you see that uh, the bucket with the lit piece of dynamite is teetering on the edge, and uh, you realize that it will be exploding here in the next round. 
Yeah, so that's what I'm going to try. So go ahead and give me a dex roll to grab the book. Yes! Hard success, and I'll go ahead and say uh, that it was a a good enough success that if you'd like to, you could slam dunk it into the bucket and push it over. I will do that. I will slam dunk. Are you going to give any kind of sweet end of the monster movie catchphrase? You're better than my kids. (laughs) (laughs) You're better than my kids! (laughs) All right, Dan, it is your turn, and the bucket has been slam dunked down into the well with the piece of dynamite and you can see the rope sort of letting out very quickly all the way down can i move and then shoot because i want to know if i can back away from the shambler and take a couple more shots you certainly can can you do that in real life (laughs) i didn't think so so you could do three and uh if you'd like i will give you one point blank and the other two would not be but you will get an attack from him okay i'm gonna take those odds so go ahead and roll your first shot, and that was an extreme success. What did you need, and what did you get? Uh, I rolled a four, or I needed a forty, and I rolled a three. Woo! And that is five points of damage. Yes, it is. Uh, so go ahead and roll your second and third shots. Holy crap! I needed a forty, and I rolled a one. That is a critical success, and twelve points of damage to the shambler. Oh, and my third one, I needed a forty, and I rolled a sixty-one. That's a fail. What the heck? That voids everything. <laughs> But that was 17 points of damage. Wow, Dan, Jesus Christ. So Dan uh, wheels away and plugs the uh, shambler where his eyes would have been. And it wavers for a second. Its head sort of swaying drunkenly like an ape having been tranquilized. And then it crashes headfirst into the well. What do you and Roy want to do as it plummets down the well? Um, I'm going to light up a cigar and call my intramural basketball league. (laughs) We still on for seven. (laughs) And Dan? Uh, I'm going to grab Roy and uh, start running away from the well so we don't get, you know, damaged by the incoming explosion, potentially. Go ahead and roll dex, please, each of you. I needed a 60 and I rolled a 27. That is a hard success. I needed a 50 and I got a six. That cigar is so lit. AF. The two of you run, scurry away from the well, the broken well just as it explodes in a fiery light storm. And you hear a warbling growl that echoes through the night. And then you hear the scream, ululating scream that reaches to the stars. It sounds like an old man being ripped apart. And then there is a thump. And all goes dark. Yeah, guys, I slam dunked it. We're totally going to beat Chesapeake United next week. (laughs) The two of you, buddy cop style at the end of the movie, arms around each other, slightly dinged up from the encounter, but still clearly sane, which is crazy. (laughs) Irony. And uh, head back to Blaine Manor. Dan, you suddenly realize that uh, Samantha is awaiting your call. Oh, shit. I, uh, one second, Roy. I'm going to, uh, very quickly pull my phone out and dial Sam's number. And I'll shoot him in the face. (laughs) Slam dunk my phone down the well. Damn it, Roy! (laughs) It was me the whole time! (laughs) Hello? Dan? It's over. What? You don't want to be with me anymore? No, 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 no. The book, it's gone. We... The book went down the well... 
And it follow- was quickly followed by a stick of dynamite that then seconds later went kaplooey. Oh, that's a weird Oh, and sound. we were attacked by some weird nine-foot-tall monster thing without eyes. What? Yeah. Tell it her was- it was a T-1000. Roy keeps telling me it was a T-1000. I'm doubting that. But you missed it. I like, I like action hero style. Like, blam, right between the eyes. It was awesome. Dan! What? Are you okay? I'm fine. Tell her about the slam dunk! <laughs> Tell Roy to shut the fuck up. Roy, my fiance, tells you to shut the fuck up. Say hi for me. (laughs) Roy says hello. Hi, Roy. She says hi. I love you too, Sam. Dan, you're not going to believe this, but the bar here, they serve taco fish. Dun, dun, dun. Dan goes to pick up Samantha, and Roy returns home to his loving family. All right, Samantha and Dan. Now that the book has been destroyed, you decide that the hotel probably was unnecessary. So you head back home and uh, spend a quiet evening at home, and the house feels normal now. You don't get that weird, oppressive sensation. Everything seems back to normal. You wake up in the morning. Samantha, your phone rings. It's uh, Roy. Hello, Roy? Are you sitting down? Uh, I am now. Okay. What's up? I got some... Some troubling rough news. Okay. Uh, Mrs. Davies? Yes? They found her dead. She hung herself. Oh my god. But we know that this won't happen to other people. Right. Because of what Dan did. Right. So, Roy? Yes? Thank you for telling me. Yeah. No problem. Why don't you come over for breakfast when you're, when you're ready? Okay. Hey, can I bring Greta? Absolutely. All right. Not the kids, though. I wouldn't. That's I wouldn't too much. Of it. <laughs> All right. We'll see you in a little bit. All right. See ya. Bye. It is two weeks later. August is winding down, and already the grounds of Miskatonic are swarming with new students and their families attending orientation and swelling the coffers of local Arkham businesses. Dan's responsibilities at the security offices of Miskatonic increase. Soon, he no longer has the luxury of ruminating about the happenings surrounding Stuart Portman's diary. In fact, it is a balm. He wishes nothing more than to forget. Samantha takes a sabbatical from teaching. Her drive to educate has dwindled, but her curiosity about the possibility of other dimensions, other planes of existence, has been piqued. She spends more and more time down at the Arkham Public Library chatting with Evie and gaining access to forbidden books in the basement archives. Roy closes the sad chapter of the Davies family, filing it away in a cabinet somewhere in the Boston offices of the FBI. And that's where we'll end it. Woo! Good job, team. Very nice. Yeah, that was... uh... Quite unexpected. Uh, I wasn't quite sure whether or not you guys were going to fight it dead on or try to run away (laughs) or actually maybe die. It's all about that strategy. That's cool. Well, the odds were pretty good that maybe someone was going to get some sanity damage. Nope. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that was great rolls. One bad roll in the whole. You look back at that one bad roll. Military training, man. That's the worst superhero ever. <laughs> <laughs> military training, man. I'm military training, man. So uh, we'll go ahead and end the chapter there. And next time it'll be chapter five, but that won't be for a little while yet. And uh, we'll go ahead and launch into this week's recommendos. Why don't we go ahead and start with Brian? 
My recommendo is Kubo. Kubo and the Two Strings? Yes. Phenomenal movie. Great story. Unique. Um, highly recommended if you haven't. I'm sure the majority of people have already heard of it and watched it. But I love my anime. Every single type of anime that's out there. The premise is it's this little boy who lost his father and his mother is hiding him away and he doesn't know the reason. He only knows that his two sisters are after him so he can't go out at night. And of course all the shit hits the wall because he goes out at night and the evil sisters find him and start chasing him. And his mother gives up her life so he can get away. And then it's the whole adventure of who he becomes. Okay, let's go ahead and move along with Matt. Don't laugh, but this week I'm going to to tell you that you guys need to play a game called Pony Island. Pony Island is you trapped in a mysterious arcade battling against a very strange arcade machine, which may or may not have been designed by the devil. Is it the sequel to Brony Island? No, unfortunately. Part of the game is a side-scroller, yes. There's like a logic puzzle component to it as well. It's a very, very good game that... um, that definitely threw me for a couple of loops while I was playing. Very nice. All right, let's go ahead and move on to Gabe. I'm going to recommend a comic book series. Well, it's kind of like a mini series. It's done. It's been done for years. Uh, it's called Cowl C, but with like dots. It's an acronym, C O W L, and that stands for the Chicago Organized Workers League. And the basic premise is it's uh, the 50s or 60s. And they're a unionization of superheroes in Chicago. And all of the trials and tribulations that go with that. People fighting the unionization. The unionization having its infighting. It's a lot of fun. And the art style alone is incredible. I have some original art by the guy that did it. I like the covers of the of each issue I, I would frame. That's how good they are. There's 11 issues in total. One of the big things that is like unique in this that I've never seen anywhere else is the creator of this released a jazz album alongside of it that he recommends. It's called The Cowl Sessions that you, you read them and listen to it at the same time and it heightens the immersion. And it's just really cool all around. Very sweet. Um, since it's uh, Chicago, does it have uh, Peter Cetera in it? I do not believe so. I did it all for the glory of love. Nope, that's not it. Well, cool. We'll check that out. Um, do you know if it's on the comics app? I'm not sure. That's where I get most of my comics these days. I would believe so. It's uh, the, re- the the image released it. So if it if it has like the major comic companies, like the four big ones, it will be on there. Okay. Can anybody guess what I'm going to recommend? Uh, a horror movie. A video game. Duct tape. I'm going to recommend an album. As you may or may not know, Roger Waters released his first rock album in 25 years just a few days ago. Uh, Today is the 7th, and he released it on the uh, 2nd. And I was really worried about this because I am a huge fan of uh, Amused to Death 1992. Clearly, all his uh, previous solo albums were also very interesting concept albums that were also socially relevant and political. So this new one, I wasn't quite sure what it was going to be about. It is called Is This the Life We Really Want? is the name of the album. And it contains 12 songs. It's a relatively short album. I think it's uh, 54 minutes total, which in my mind is a little too short, but that's actually the sort of going uh, length these days. But I'm so spoiled by uh, you know, Pink Floyd albums and so forth. I will say this is great. I've, I've listened to it at least a couple times a day since I bought it. It is amazing. It is. He is the same socially conscious 
political activists, very angry. And the cool thing about it is, in addition to saying fucking shit all the time, which I absolutely love, he's going over old themes and using a few sort of old riffs, but not exactly. He's re sort of rekindling old uh, riffs and, and tracks. Riff tracks? Yeah, riff tracks. <laughs> Everything from Wish You Were Here to Dark Side of the Moon to Metal to, I mean, every, every album that you can think of that he was a part of back in the day, he's sort of taken a little bit from and reworked it for today's world. And it's just amazing how a lot of those same political criticisms and, and social criticisms that he made 25, 30, 40 years ago are completely applicable. And you better believe he has a Trump snippet <laughs> on there. A couple of the great lyrics are uh, nincompoop for president and a leader with no fucking brains. Uh, I highly recommend Is This the Life We Really Want? All right. Well, that's going to be it for episode 31 and the end of chapter four for the Lovecraft tapes. We thank you for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, or anywhere you download your regular podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com with links to all our social media, including Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, and our wiki. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. And if anyone wants to buy several pounds of thermite, hit me up on Twitter at the Real Weird Kid. Honey, I think Amazon has a really good return policy. If not... Contact me at Brian Podcasts. And you can follow me at, at Lovecraft Gabes. Or if you're really into Gabe, you can find him on AsianDate.com. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Still. 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 They still <laughs> email me. All right. Well, until next time, guys, roll for sanity. Oh, we did, and we got successes, so. <laughs> no, I think we need to do it again. The Lovecraft Tapes is copyright 2017. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com.